0: Welcome to Somebody, Date, Jen, and Kyle, the podcast where two people pursue and try to succumb to love.
1: I'm Jen Sanford, and this is Kyle Marshall, and we're two completely unqualified people. And yet, we have a podcast Mm -hmm. where we talk about love and relationships and all try to come together, but not like that.
0: I mean, the big secret of the industry is that everyone who has a podcast is basically unqualified to tell you anything about your life, but... We do it with pizzazz, Jen, I want to know how your week was. The charm. The charm. That's that's why you tune into these. The charm. Jen, how was your week?
1: Uh, Yeah, it was okay, Kyle. How was your week?
0: You know, this, uh, to, to pull the curtain back a little bit, we do record these a couple of weeks beforehand, and so I definitely had my fill of Canadian Thanksgiving. We had a roast this year. did not have turkey because my mother hates cooking turkeys. So we decided to yeah, go with a beef roast and I say it was a good choice. I really enjoyed that. And then have had like a billion things to do in my job and my work that I you know, fell asleep on the couch today. <laughs>
1: I think that you're missing the real question there, which Mm. is that I don't care what you eat. I don't Mm. care what you're doing at work. I want to know, how did you make out in love this week, Oh,
0: I see. Well, that does actually include, in part, what I ate this week. Um...
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Say more.
0: Yeah, not to get too graphic with it, but we did hang out the Monday following Thanksgiving, which was good, which was fun. But, yeah, this is actually very appropriate with I know the topic that we're going to be talking about this week I have a bit of frustration that's going on because things seem to be going well when we're together in the same room and we're talking and we can like bounce things off of each other there seems to be good rapport there but I will put myself in this same camp both me and him are awful at communication and texting back and forth with one another it is so easy for me to go three days and be like damn it i forgot to send anything over the last three days i've been so like focused in on my work stuff and he's the same way he gets so focused on what he's doing it's like oh god it's been uh, a few days and we haven't actually responded back and forth
1: yeah that is what we're talking about today we're talking about text etiquette because Mm -hmm. you know in this new i was gonna (laughs) say in this new like texting's brand new but in the modern day dating arena you know, texting is your All primary texting. method of communication. We've just stopped talking to each other. It's like we've forgotten that our phone has yeah. this magic technology of letting two voices become one.
0: Well, the, the awful thing here, too, Jen, is that, I mean, every day the progression to the grave gets closer and closer for us. But the <laughs> it's not like we're so ancient, you and I. But at the same time, I think we're in this weird generational shift, right, where it used to be the only way to talk to somebody Was on the phone. There was no texting option. And then, yes, slowly we had like for me, ICQ, MSN, and like those online, like Mm -hmm. texting opportunities, chat based opportunities. And then when I got my first cell phone, that's yeah, when texting kind of exploded for me. But I'm pre-smartphones. Boy, did I hate texting people! I just did not like that experience of trying to text. Oh, on remember it. when
1: you had to press the key and then you'd have to pick the letter yeah. that was underneath that key? Yeah. That was um, awful. Yeah, just revealing how old we are. Yeah, we are on the cusp. Both in our in our late 30s, we are on the cusp of knowing what it was like when we spoke on the phone, mm-hmm. and then knowing what it was what it's like now in the in the transition period to to digital. I, what what would we call it digital messaging text messaging whatever text whatever, messaging, whatever the like, formal I mean, title is but Yeah
0: and in the, and that's the thing with the with the, the much younger generation whether it's in the Instagram DMs on Snapchat on WeChat or on WhatsApp like there's all these other opportunities out there that to call somebody at least this is what I understand I'm not of that generation but to actually call someone is almost like an affront like it's not like you don't do that it's all through text that you're communicating oh,
1: yes absolutely i had to call someone earlier this week mm-hmm. and i got their voicemail and the voicemail was just come on you <laughs> know better yeah <laughs> yeah it was just that's what it said come on you know better beep and you're like oh i'll, I'll text you right. i'll text you um so i yeah i absolutely think we've moved away from it i also think that somewhere in there we've we've birthed a fear of having to have like a real time live conversation yeah. with another person. I think we've we've come so cro- so far across the divide that now it's become almost like like a social taboo to actually have a phone conversation with someone. And don't you find that often then a phone conversation is so reserved for like the the most Dyer the most insidious yeah. or dire of circumstances like if someone's on the phone with you they're like like th- those four words of we need to talk have always been dynamite but now they're like anxiety N- yeah, inducing nuclear. because
0: so t- two things one i think uh, you're right in in saying that but uh, again from my age point of view early on in this relationship that i'm in right now he actually asked to have a phone call with me it was the best thing we ever did. It was so anxiety inducing, just trying to like text back and forth, and like trying to understand tone. And it was like the best hour because it was just like, yeah, we can start to understand each other. He understands how I joke about things. That I'm actually not serious <laughs> when I say certain things, which sometimes people don't understand when they first meet me. The second thing I want to add on, I know that he's been basically canceled at this point. However. And Ziz Ansari wrote this book, co-wrote this book called Modern Love that came out five, six years ago. Although everything came out five years ago. You get to that age where everything was five years ago. Who knows? It could be 15 years ago at this point. It is one of the best books I've ever read in my entire life. All about, at that time, modern dating. And it underscores your point because he partnered with an actual relationship expert and scientist. And they did this experiment at one of his comedy shows where he intentionally invited his normal demographic of like... 20 and early 30-year-olds and he asked them to bring their parents to to the club and he said okay all of the young 20 30-year-olds on this side of the room all the olds on this side of the room and guess what nobody was talking in the 20-year-olds and everybody was talking over on the other ones because they understood how to carry a conversation (laughs) and everyone else was like "Uh, I don't know how to like start up and talk to these people that that I don't know so I just thought that was a really from, uh, that such a stark example of the divide of younger older generations.
1: Yes, not a sponsor, but Modern Romance by Aziz Ansari. Yeah, Modern Romance did come did come out five years ago. So oh, you good. were actually right on that. I was point. right, right on the money. A legit five years, not <laughs> that was five years. Right, Hammer Pants were five years ago, right? Yeah. Okay. So oh, but we
0: shouldn't we shouldn't go so fast and blow past this gen. How about your love life? What's going on in your world?
1: Um, I went on. A Kind of a um, memorable date this week.
0: Okay. I was hoping you were going to use that word. It's like, I went on a memorable outside journey and uh, maybe <laughs> fell across went, a person, a human being.
1: <laughs> I went on a vision crest and I met a man who looked like I met a troll under a bridge. Right. No, I, I I went on kind of a memorable date this week. It's oh. kind of been in my mind. And we talk about, you talked about how you guys n- needed to get off of I like they were just referring to him as that guy. We'll get back to that in a minute. Okay. We'll get back to that in a minute. But you talked about how you and this person had to move really quickly from texting to just a just a phone call to kind of get some momentum behind you. Yeah. This was uh it went from texting to let's just meet up. Mm. Let's Mm -hmm. just meet. And I'm like, oh, this is how I get murdered, I'm sure.
0: (laughs) Always a public place. Always a public
1: place. yeah, Yeah. And which it was. And I was like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm just doing this because I'm 38 and as I've mentioned, it's just, I'm 38, I'm just mm. doing this, right? I don't have this kind of time. So we just met and to be fair, it was kind of memorable. It was okay. kind of memorable. In what way? I don't know. I knew you were going to ask me this. I and mean, look at how I'm blushing. Look at how my little
0: cheeks. He looks exactly watching. like Tom Brokaw, is actually it was so memorable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no. Let me ask you this question, Kyle, because okay. you're a movie Deflecting. buff and a TV okay. buff. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> yes, I am. Um, this person that you've been talking about, you're kind of reaching like a, like you kind of like to pull the pin after about three weeks. So mm-hmm. the fact that this guy is still around is kind of notable. I feel like we should. How yes, it. Yeah. Like, we should kind of acknowledge that this guy is still around, but I don't know nothing about this guy. So if who would play him in a TV movie of his life,
0: Hmm. this is instantly where my brain went to, uh, cause they do look somewhat similar is probably John Cho. Oh, so like as
1: tall as
0: you, <laughs> he, he, well, he's as tall as I am. Yes. He's six foot four. Oh, very tall.
1: Okay. Well, that yeah. Yeah. So that's, to, that's kind of helps to now pick. in a picture in yeah. my mind. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I went out with this, with this guy Mm -hmm. and yeah, there was, there was just something that in the beginning I was sort of like, oh, you're a mess. (laughs) And then.
0: (laughs) And then you realize, well, I'm a mess too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this, I start from that position, like, well, I'm a mess too. But I, and then as he kind of got talking and I realized kind of like, he's very bright and he's very articulate. And he kind of is starting to like. he's over time, he started to check a few of my boxes. I mean, there's things about him. Just that on I this was first like, date, uh, right? Like, yeah, this—if you can call it that—it was just sort of like the the thing. It was the thing. It was the, the thing thing that cute, happened. I guess. Um, but so I—he's kind of in.
0: Who who would who would play him in the TV movie? Jesus, <laughs> boy, the meeting of those parents are going to be real awkward. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, he kind of does look like Jesus Okay, in the the most modern depiction of Jesus.
0: I don't know if this will make the cut of the podcast, but do you know my favorite fun fact about the depiction of Jesus that we as a society commonly know as Jesus (laughs) when we go to a church or see a painting that is based off of Michelangelo's depiction of Jesus, who he based off of his gay lover that he was having sex with. (laughs) So that depiction of Jesus is (laughs) like a gay twink that he was having sex with while, you know, painting for the church who's one of the borgias i think is who it was but yeah. so once
1: again apologies to our one <laughs> christian listener that we've yeah. managed to piss off once again sorry brad thanks for hanging in yeah, there with
0: but us. thanks for coming back but yeah
1: no he kind of looks like he kind of looks like jesus
0: yeah. and
1: um i yeah i i'm he's kind of been on my mind so check in with me next week because he's kind of been on my mind All Right. anyway we so our texting has been like hi hi right. facts about me facts about you do you want to just meet so I'll be interested to see what my text journey has in front of me. But I think I'm interested to bring this topic to the, to the public masses because I wonder if at 38, I'm just completely out to lunch. I, I will admit I was a super late adopter to text. Mm-hmm. And even still, I hate it. I hate it. I'm a yeah. communicator. So I'm like proper punctuation, you know, you know, good intentionality.
0: You're actually seeing this on Twitter is like you can tell the age of a person. This is like a new thing. Because I do that, of course. I I went to school and got an English degree, so if I I like to be able to communicate my message properly, so I like to use I will use like exclamation points, question marks, periods, like punctuation to like accentuate what I'm trying to talk about. But more and more and more people are like no capitalization, no punctuation, and it drives me up the wall because it's like I don't I don't know what you're trying to say. I don't know if this is a joke or if it's true, and it's it's hard to parse sometimes. Yeah, but I'm old path. now, I guess.
1: Hard pass. I'm not going to change that. Being clear and communicating. I'm not going to change that. Whatever. Sorry.
0: Although I do use emojis too, so there you go.
1: Yeah, I like a good GIF here and there, but only in only like use it sparingly. Like be a be an adult. Right. Um. Okay. So when you bring texting to the relationship space, mm-hmm. you know you got to put ring boards around it because you're trying to connect with someone. You're trying to figure out if this is you know something you like. You're trying to figure out you know what. What they are, you're trying to give a sense of what you are. Like whenever you're trying to use a medium for the purpose of advancing a goal, you have to put some ring boards around it, right? Like there has to be some texting etiquette. So really quick, Kyle, because mm-hmm. I, I I pulled this great piece of research and I want to get to it. But really quick off the bat, what are some texting rules that you have? Maybe give me like your top two. Like thou, like thou shall not,
0: I, I have not pre-thought about this, but the first one that jumped to mind was, uh, thou shall not have more than one question slash idea coming per text that you're sending. Sometimes it's like someone is trying to communicate too much at the same time and asking like multiple questions. Like, I don't know how to answer this because <laughs> you've asked me five different things. So how do I go through this? The, the other thing is I also, I always find it shitty if someone who has expressed something and you get like one or two word replies back and forth. It's like that's really hard to carry on a conversation that way.
1: Yeah, uh, my thing is when they reply back with like an image or a GIF, oh, and you're yeah, like, yeah. Uh, "Everything's open to interpretation." I just assume that that person's either having a stroke or not interested. Both of which I'm, I'm then not interested in. So yeah, that one, right. that one gets me. And then of course, just to wrap this whole thing around, if you have like shitty punctuation and and your message is so sloppy, mm-hmm. I I'm like, oh, okay. I'm trying to communicate, but maybe I'm treating the medium so like way too formal, way too formal. Uh, There's a great article that was written around the uh, commandments of texting etiquette. And I love this list. Thou shalt not ghost, Mm -hmm. which I thought was great because ghosting is such a real reality that Google actually studied it. So in a a research paper that was developed by Google, which are words I never thought I would say, (laughs) they see impatience as a universal condition now. And they say that to make a person wait longer than 20 minutes is perceived as rude. And if that is true, then I will just tell you that I am the rudest texter you will ever meet.
0: Yeah, that that is so buck wild to me that 20 minutes is <laughs> is like I like I have so many thoughts on this. Probably best to uh, save for an entire episode. On ghosting, because I could probably talk about this for a while. But 20 minutes, that's a pretty short amount of time. People work. What are you supposed to do? You're in the middle of (laughs) doing something.
1: But it's not even like, I find that people always have to come up with an excuse. But I think what we forget is like, much like answering the phone when it rings or answering the doorbell, it's a choice. It's Mm -hmm. not an expectation. It's your right to choose. Oh, God. I'm like getting into like the constitutional law of texting. No, but but it's it's so true.
0: It's like if I just came randomly to your house and like bing bong on your on your doorbell, you have to enter that door. No, <laughs> at all. No, I
1: don't. And also, when and in fact, Jen brings- never
0: does. Whenever I come over, I, d-
1: I never do. It's because we're not friends. Uh, it's it's. <laughs> but I do have to answer the question: When someone goes to your door, does the sound that it make is it Bing Bong? <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's actually Claire de Lune is actually what plays but (laughs) Oh that would be
1: better than whatever okay back to the list Mm -hmm. Um, Thou shalt not be impatient which feels Mm counterintuitive to what we just heard Thou shalt not text an essay
0: Yeah I I totally agree with that like I I am also I will say somewhat guilty of this occasionally if I just go on a run (laughs) of like thoughts that I have and then I realize like I've just written 300 words in a text message and that seems a little excessive
1: Well, it sets you up for such vulnerability. If the next message you get from the other person is "Yep,
0: yeah," you're like, "Oh, God. I agree."
1: <laughs> it does create some asymmetry in the in the communication back and forth. Uh, Thou shalt not text at unsociable hours.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't I agree text with that. me in the
1: middle of the night. I don't give a shit. I don't want to hear from you.
0: I mean, you can do it. I am not going to respond to it until the morning. So
1: <laughs> you'll love this one, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not send a K text. Yeah, just the letter K.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's a hard no for me. I think, especially if you are in a relationship, you, you need to be respectful of the other person and and communicate your feelings properly. And that's more than just a single letter.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Thou shalt be explicit, like rather than saying like, can't like come or gotta cancel. Or? No, I, oh. I read that too and was like, what in the hell? I'm not using this right at all. Um, no, you have to be respectful in terms of the way that other people perceive an expectation. So rather than say, sorry, can't make it or got to cancel, you can provide more context, which is right. I got to cancel. I've had a long day. Sorry, wait, sorry, can I make it up to you on Saturday? That feels to me like courtesy. It also gets you down the path of that duality between Occam's razor, right? Like don't make any more assumptions than necessary. Usually what you see is what it is. Right, but yeah. it also go- takes you down the path of Hallen's razor, which we talk about far less which is don't attribute something to malice, which can easily be explained by either poor communication skills or just stupidity.
0: Yeah, this is something that I really connected with because I read this article here earlier today and that was the biggest thing that jumped out to me is that don't assume malice, what can be attributed to miscommunication. And especially with text, Mm -hmm. I find this happens a lot where you don't really understand tone. You don't really understand perhaps where the Because you're denying yourself.
1: You're denying yourself a phone call, which would actually address all of that and exactly. But it's okay. That's your choice. Make it harder for yourself. That's fine. <laughs> um, thou shalt only use emojis appropriately.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, or this is, not at so all. So this is the hardest thing, honestly, for the people who are like really good at emojis. I will use it to like. Accentuate a point or I find it's the best when I really want to make it clear that I'm being sarcastic with something that there's an emoji I can use to be like like I'm not being serious here else. This could be come across as being so Asshole I'm writing back to you at the same time I don't know what most the emojis are like I've you can do like the like speak screen sometimes like when would I ever use this? Why did it take so long for them to bring a curling stone to the emojis? It just seems like there's stuff that's missing Actually, my biggest one is that there's no platypus and I would use that all the time. But I
1: I just I enjoy if friends of mine are listening, they'll have a little chuckle at this. I just enjoy like people who overuse them. Sometimes I will just send a whole stream of them to someone. It's like cat, butterfly, (laughs) barfing face, hockey stick and a bird. And then I'll just send it. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, what are you ever talking about? (laughs) Like, that's how much I hate them. I just will send a whole, like, little string of them yeah, to someone yeah. and be like, enjoy your afternoon figuring out what that means.
0: <laughs> now, now <laughs> that's, a, mean. that's another poll we should use is, like, take, like, the four most popular emojis and say, like, what's your favorite?
1: Also on the list, thou shalt check grammar and spelling and autocorrect. I love a good missed autocorrect. I think it's a great conversation starter.
0: It can be. I mean, I, uh, yeah, a few years ago, I would have been much more militant on this, but here's where my sympathy lies a little bit. And I say this as, like, the biggest Apple fanboy on the planet. I do not know what has happened in the recent update to their autocorrect, but it has sometimes put in absolute gibberish when I've written them. Like, how did... <laughs> what? Like, I, I even checked it before that. I push send. And then... Not even push send, but, like, I've been writing and I've been checking as I go along. And then when I push send, I'm like, that first sentence completely changed. And I didn't... What, what happened? <laughs> and this, like, does not make any sense whatsoever.
1: I love a good missed autocorrect because as a communications person, I'm held to such a high standard. Yeah. Like, hey, buddy, that's, you want to take a little run at that text? And I'm like, oh, you get what I mean. Did you understand it? Then you got it. Um, another rule here is <laughs> thou shalt only text in a clear state of mind. Sure. And I have to tell good you luck. that I have this, I have such, my very good friend, Steve, Uh, lives in Vancouver, and we've been friends since I went to, I did my undergrads since I went to college, so about 20 years. And every time I have too much to drink, I'm like, Steve, I think you're a wonderful person i think you're awesome i just want to say that i think the world i don't know why it's poor steve honestly i don't know why it's steve i don't know why i do it yeah it's but if my I friend like a, she's
0: drunk again i'm sorry I
1: don't know. and it's what's even funnier is that he has like a wife and two kids and you know that she's got to pick up her phone and just go i don't think jen's okay <laughs> <laughs> i don't think jen's okay like when we had the launch of our podcast and i had so much to drink By the way, so did Kyle. I got into that Uber to go home, and I think I sent texts, like, 30 texts to Steve. I was just (laughs) like, you know what? Oh, God. What a nightmare. What a nightmare. So You know who has a um, podcast?
0: I have a podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're not the boss of me. Like, I'm never belligerent. I'm always, like, so accommodating.
0: Right.
1: It's, uh, it's, (laughs) you know, then a few days go by, and he just texts back, you know, I'm really not that awesome, but thanks for your note. And I'm like, oh, kill me. Kill me. Thou shalt not text accidentally on purpose. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Where you just, you text something and then you go, oh, sorry, that wasn't for you.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't like the fake one of those. Although I have, uh, I've been caught on actually doing that <laughs> before. Um, interesting enough, yeah. actually just Haven't recently, I, I, this is actually interesting. I meant to send a text to you and I actually sent it to my other friend, Jen. And she was just oh. like, "What are you talking about?" Because it was podcast related. I'm like, "What are you talking <laughs> about?" I'm like, "Oh God, okay, yes, undo that and moving on over." Nothing, nothing explicit though has ever I've <laughs> accidentally sent.
1: How dare you have another friend named Jen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, thou shalt not text bad news, which I agree with. I think you know, and that kind of comp- yeah, you see that like that list.
0: meme that went around for many years on the internet about not only texting the bad news but also misunderstanding contractions or acronyms. It was like <laughs> yes. Nana died L O L. And it's like, Mom, like, well, that's not that's not funny. It's like, doesn't that mean lots of love? And lots you're like, of like no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I have some other text to send. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do have to tell you that um when my grandfather was really sick, my uh partner at the time was like, Can you kind of just let me know what's happening? You're a long way away mm-hmm. from home. Can you just kind of let me know what's happening? And I I there was so much going on, there was so much going on that I totally didn't check myself. So some I just I was like, oh my god, I have to tell I have to tell my partner, and so I just texted he dead. I just sent it, and then (laughs) I was like uh, unreachable for two days. It was so painful. I yeah, that led to quite a dynamic conversation when I got home, which was you just texted this thing. It wasn't even grammatically correct. You. (laughs) <laughs> you then you're not reachable for that. two days. And I to this day I was like, you could snapshot that thing <laughs> and put it in the hall of relationship bullshit. That's the moment that I knew that we had transitioned from a relationship to a relationship. That was the absolute yeah. absolute moment.
0: How did how did you find out the news? Well, um, uh, my partner sent me he did. <laughs> he did <dead. laughs> in a text message with no follow-up. <laughs>
1: no follow up, no phone call. No plan, no nothing, but it's just, you know, it was chaos, right? Like when yeah. things happen and, you know, you're trying to get stuff done and you're trying to manage a million things and you're like, I'll get back to you. Like I, like I'm okay. I'm just carrying on here. But I, yeah, that, uh, that had quite a dynamic post-mortem conversation, sure. uh, just to, just to put a pun there. But should we go to the fishbowl? Let's do it. All righty. Here, let me just pull it toward me. Here's your keys. Oh, thank
0: Question you. Question
1: one. I really like this guy. I text him regularly and I just get GIFs, GIFs, is GIFs, it, or it's GIFs, GIFs yeah. right? Both are yeah, acceptable. Yeah, I get GIFs and emojis in reply most of the time. What should I read into this?
0: From my experience, at least, is that people hide behind uh, like images, funny memes, emojis, because either one that they don't know how to express themselves properly or that they're scared to reveal something too quickly uh it is bad text etiquette i do agree with that and they should be encouraged to actually text something which means you having to actually talk to them about this but i i go this one specifically i go back to that Hamlin's razor i don't i think it's miscommunication on their part i don't think they're being malicious with sending it over
1: i disagree (laughs) i disagree he did Honestly. He did. <laughs> he did. You just text him, just, he
0: did, <laughs> and he then knows nothing did. from you happened. ever again.
1: With a link to the show, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think um. I, my question would be, like, you really like this guy. What do you like about him? Because it's obviously not the way he talks to you, which I right? think at the end of the day is the most important thing in a relationship, right? Because it's connected to how he sees you, how he values you, how he honors what you have to say. These are pretty paramount things in a relationship, so... What is it that he's tall or that he's good looking or that he looks like John Cho? Like, what is it? Because to me, I just, I find that that's a pretty hollow.
0: Is it John Cho? (laughs)
1: Yeah. Is it? Yeah. No, I I think that there is malice here, Kyle. Mm. I think if you're not willing to have a, if you're not willing to communicate, I mean, to me, I just see communication as being an extension of the dignity and the respect that you put on another person, how you choose to communicate with someone. And I will also add how you choose to fight with someone is directly an indication of how much you value them and how much you see meaningful qualities in how you communicate with that person. So I would be like, bye, I guess bye. My, yeah,
0: I guess my only rebuttal on this one is it, it. I guess it somewhat depends on what age we're talking about of these two people. Because I don't know, I always just look at myself and I know it's so hard to comprehend that I was not always the suave, smooth-talking person that you hear on this podcast each and every week. But I had such a hard time like opening up (laughs) in my early 20s and like being able to like carry a conversation. I was so scared that I was going to say the wrong thing every single time. So I don't know. I have some sympathy with people who are it's hard for them to get out of that.
1: I don't know. Let's just unpack that for one more minute. Channel your inner Mm twenty, 22 year old self. Can you think of any time, despite your shyness or your anxiety about social cues, can you justify only ever sending back GIFs and emojis? Can you really justify that behavior?
0: Well, back at that time, it was actually stone tablets I had to chisel out messages on. So it was (laughs) really just hieroglyphics that I would like to send back and forth. Homing
1: pigeons. We had to send homing pigeons. Yeah.
0: No, I, yeah, no, I, you're right. Now that you've put it that plainly, you're right. I would never have just only responded back and those types of things. So yeah, maybe it's time to see what else is out there besides John Cho.
1: Bye. Uh, okay, question two. Is it okay to ask your partner who they are texting?
0: I guess it depends on context. Like if you're just sitting on the couch, sure. Like who are you talking to? Like, what? Like I don't think that's a problem. I don't know if there's like an interrogation you need to go through as they come home every day and be like, who did you text today? What did you talk about? Show me your phone. That would be a little bit overboard to me. So I feel context matters in this question.
1: Yeah, this is obviously a question about trust, mm-hmm. right? This is not a question about texting. This is a question about sure. trust. So the thought is, do you inherently at your core, trust your, the in other your person. gut, trust that person? And if the answer is, uh, if the answer is anything other than yes, Texting is the least of your problems, right. Texting is the least of your problems. I will say I had a partner, my last <laughs> I, I make it sound like I have seventy thousand partners. The last person I was in a relationship with was so defensive about his phone, right? Where it was, what you know mm. where it had to be, how it was locked. you know, you know, hey, can you pass me over your phone? I just want to check the weather. Ah, uh, use your own phone to check the weather like I knew in my gut without needing to ask the question, who you're texting, that he had a myriad of other women that he was texting. Sure, like, you just yeah. know, like, people are not idiots. And while I do think we should be wary of Helen's razor, which is don't read into things more than they are, I think you know in your gut if you're dealing with a trust issue. Don't make a trust issue about a text issue. We see this all the time. A trust issue becomes a communication issue. And so you micromanage how you communicate with one another. But what's really going on there? Is that the, fa- the, the bedrock, the foundation of trust is rotten.
0: Oh, sure. I don't know if this reference makes sense anymore, but this feels so close to like the Bluebeard fairy tale, right? It's like, hey, everything is great. Just never go in the basement. Just never, ever go in the basement. <laughs> it feels like such a red flag.
1: Exactly. Uh, next question. How much texting is too clingy?
0: I don't know why my mind went here so quickly. There's this thing that I just came across on Reddit today about the celebrity tipping point, which is if somebody were to wear a pair of shoes, like buy a new pair of shoes, put them on and then sell them. If you are like the Queen of England or LeBron James, you're going to be able to sell those shoes for more than what you bought them for. They're like that level of celebrity. However, if I did that, bought a new pair of shoes and then went on Kijiji or somewhere else and tried to sell those shoes, I could not get more than what I paid for them. I'm going to get less than what I paid for them. So there is, from me to LeBron James, there is at some point a person where it tips over to being, you are a celebrity. And I find the same thing here with too clingy, is that zero or one text a day is obviously not too clingy. But 100 would feel a bit too much for me on on my end. And I don't know exactly where that that point is for me of where it tips over. Again, context matters a little bit. And definitely if you are enjoying it and like responding back and you're sharing things throughout the day, then you probably aren't counting the number of texts. If it's getting to the point where, you know, you've not looked at your phone for an hour and you come back and there's, I don't know, like 150 unread text messages by that person. Uh, that would be weird to me.
1: I want to take a minute just, just really realistically here to recognize that that is the stupidest answer you've ever given
0: to a fishbowl <laughs> question. Ever. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate what that. What are you
1: talking about? Like the sale, resale value of shoes and yeah. the difference between you and LeBron James? Like, are you okay over there? <laughs> Honestly, I think that this is a question about self-esteem and self-worth. If you derive your self-esteem and your self-worth from yourself, you're not going to care if you maybe sent too many because they don't get back to them. You're not going to care. If you don't didn't send enough, you, you're not thinking, oh, did I send enough? I think you're just not thinking about those things because you're focused on the quality and the character and of living your best life, right? But if you derive your self-esteem and your self-worth from the validation of another person that they see you and they hear you and the things that you have to say have value to them, you're going to be in real trouble. You're going to be in real trouble.
0: I would say from my own self uh, as some as someone who would send a text message my kind of innate rule is that i never send more than three without a response coming back so if i have to say something or there's something on the top of my head i will send a text message two or maybe three but i have not received anything back that is the maximum i'm going to send but that's just my little rule that i have
1: i i like that rule i like that rule um, I don't think I have to consciously make that rule. I think I'm just texting. Now, the only time where it kind of gets up over top of me is if there's been something really unfortunate that's happened and I'm to blame. The the feeling of being iced by someone is a mm. terrible, terrible feeling because I already feel like absolute shit about what I did. And then you just, you especially when you capitulate right away, like I'm a big believer that one of the golden rules of a relationship is if you are wrong, you have to admit it quickly and emphatically. Like right. I was wrong. That was shitty. I'm very sorry. And when you kind of step out into that olive branch and make yourself vulnerable and that's met with silence, it's hard to respect that silence, right? And it's hard not to read into that si- silence, right? Then that person's like, you know, a day later is like, oh, I'm really sorry I was visiting my parents.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah.
1: And you're like, oh, okay. I went down a whole rabbit hole there. But, but I just think, like answer me this one question, Kyle, and I'll, I'll posit the same thing to people listening. If someone doesn't get back to you, in like a couple of hours or like an entire day? Does it really bother you?
0: The quick answer is no. At the same time, if it's been multiple days, I mean, we keep going back to like the malice and miscommunication thing, but uh, I have a hard time thinking if someone means a lot to you, like if there is a person in your life that means a lot to you, like if, you're, if your dad phoned you, are you going to wait three days to return that phone call for something important that he phoned you with? No. At least in my case, I would not wait that long to return the phone call. And the texting would be the same thing. If I really want that person in my life, I'm not going to wait that amount of time to get back to them. But to answer your actual question, no, it's not something that I care about too much unless it was like he did and I haven't heard anything back from him.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's that's a yeah, that (laughs) example is bad. Question number four. How many times should I text a guy without replying? Wait, what does this question say? How many times should I text a guy without replying? I'm guessing they're meaning he doesn't reply.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. how many times? Yeah. Well, th- this submit comes back my, my rule. Three. Submit
1: your competent questions to the fishbowl people. <laughs> we're not going to try to anticipate what you mean. Come on. This was probably one of the question that was texted in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you figure out what that means. You do the work. Yeah, I, guess, I think we're going to come. There's 20 come emojis back to that after three. this
0: question, actually, too. It's <laughs> actually.
1: There was not uh kyle drew them in um <laughs> you're going to come back to this three texting rule aren't yeah, you
0: yeah that's exactly what i would say that's that's my rule and if you still hear nothing back then i will say this this actually did happen very early on in the relationship with the guy that i am in currently where i sent a couple and waited like the day in between and still nothing Sent a second one still nothing and then i finally just i broke down and okay we're send somebody this third one um i've really enjoyed our time together i really want to see you again if you don't feel the same like that's fine but please let me know either way balls in your court and that actually made them respond and we started to, we went out again because he was he was snowed in under busy so i don't know sometimes you have to be like that blunt to 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 get kicked back and going again
1: oh yeah texting is not friendly to the person who is passive aggressive or sarcastic of right. which i and you are both
0: oh really jan no i was kidding <laughs> yeah.
1: When I text, this is the next question. And this is my favorite question in the fishbowl because I had a little peek earlier. When I text, he texts me back. He never texts me first. Is he into me or just being nice?
0: I think we're going to be split again here. He's probably being extra cautious is what my guess is or is too much of a, What's the word? Uh, he's too much of a wimp? Introvert. Introvert.
1: <laughs> oh my God.
0: Wimp introvert. <laughs> I don't know. To not just break it off. If he's like super not interesting, he's just being nice to you because you're texting him. And he doesn't want to be the one to be like, I want to call things off. This, is, this can be a problem though. I find myself in this position more than I would like, where it feels like I am the one who's always instigating conversation, whether that's in person and I'm not talking about the person I'm in a relationship now. I'm just saying in general of like uh, relationships I've had of whether it's in person over text, or, or anything that I feel like I was always the one who was trying to instigate conversation. And after a while, that's I find really tiring because <laughs> it seems like I that's always the effort that's being brought. And sometimes it's nice to have that reciprocated.
1: OK, I have two things to say on this. So you got to yeah. bear with me as I as I get to this, because as I mentioned, it's my favorite question in the bowl this week. She asked the question. Is he into me, or is he just being nice? And yeah. I think she has not considered option number three, which is: is he just keeping the option open?
0: Right. Okay. No, I, I agree with that.
1: And I think that that matters because in a text environment and in a in a in a dating environment that is the way it is now. Everybody's trying to keep their options open, and exclusivity is something that is long reserved for being well into a relationship. So you know those that uncomfortable conversation about: Hey, are you still on on Tinder? Like, I I am not, or I am, are you? Yeah. So I just think she hasn't really considered this third option of, is he keeping her as an open option? Which is what I thought when I, when I read this question, like, oh, he's just trying to, he's just trying to neutralize it, right? So that he can seize it if he wants to, or he can leave it without guilt. And I, yeah, I, I think that that might be what's going on here for the person who submitted this question. But the other thing I will ask, and maybe I should have said this around the too clingy thing is. When I teach inter- interpersonal communication um, in a university setting, I talk about, they always add to the curriculum things like stress management and interpersonal communication uh, with others and community. And one of the things I always do is I give each of my students 100 pennies, which is getting harder to find, I will admit. <laughs> and I will say, in your life, you have 100 pennies. Portion your pennies to the things that, are, to the things that make sense in your life today. So some people will say, you know, I have a, I have a, te- I have a terrible boss. So I'm 40 pennies go to that job because it's grueling and I hate mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I can leave it. And it's so stressful. I'm a stu- I'm a C plus student. Um, I So I'm going to put, you know, a bunch of pennies there. I'm mired down in student loan debt. Um, you know, I hate the program that I'm in. I'm in a super shitty relationship or, you know, some... And, and, and then I always challenge students to say, now do it again and say where I... Ideally, would you like your pennies? And then they move their pennies around and I say, okay, well, like, for example, you just went from here to here. What are the action steps you need to take to reduce right. from 45 cents to 10 cents? And they kind of make a plan. And I can tell you, I've had I've had young men and young women show up at my office for office hours saying, hi, yeah, I'm the boyfriend of so-and-so. You told her to break up with me. I'm like, no, I didn't. She just... <laughs> just helped her to see that you're an 84 penny boyfriend and that was not serving her. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you own what you own, my man. Um but I've 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 done this exercise and and I I try to think about that now when I'm in relationships for myself. If you're dating someone who has a high stress job, who's trying to pay off a student loan, who maybe has a sick parent, who's maybe trying to grow a business, we got a lot of entrepreneurs in this sexy city. Um someone who's coming out of a bad relationship, someone who's working on themselves, someone who's set a lot of personal goals, like start to parcel off their pennies and realize, okay, this person really only has probably at best 22 pennies to give me. So is my expectation realistic based sure. on the 22 pennies? Because sometimes we do this thing called climax thinking or, or attribution where what we see is the world through only our lens. And if you have a super easy job, maybe it's just you know going well. If you're... Fitness has never been better. Maybe you're one of those people that came out of COVID just really with their best self. And you're kind of like, yeah, I got, you know, got 85 pennies in the bank. And so you look at your life through the lens of, you know, I got, I got pennies to spare. So you text a lot and you plan stuff and you want them to plan. You want them to stay in lockstep because ultimately in a relationship, we want there to be symmetry, right? Not only do we want to have things in common, but we want to have this element of symmetry. Right, I talk, you talk. You plan, I plan. You say something nice, I say something nice. It's why all over this sexy city right now on a Friday night we're hearing people, what happens when someone says I love you? What do you say? You say I love you back. Right? Mm-hmm. Symmetry, right? We look for that symmetry. And I think when we have to look at our relationship with other people, we have to say, can this person offer the same symmetry? And do I need to adjust my my behavior, my expectations and my communication style? And I think text messaging falls right within that because when you can say you know, I have the weekend off, you know, I work a nine to five job. I don't have any kids. I, You know, my life is good. You're looking at your life through that lens. When you look at your partner's lens and say, oh my God, like this Saturday is probably the first Saturday that they've had in two months where they're not mired down with things. How do I want to set my right expectation around how they're going to fit me into that?
0: Yeah. And I think also healthy relationships allow each person to have that decompression alone time right? Even in healthy relationships, it's nice to go away from the partner for a little bit. So yeah, I, I like that idea. I like that metaphor. Now, how does that relate to shoes? Because that's, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah.
1: How does that relate to LeBron James, honestly? Uh, yeah. I think you also have to factor that in too, right? Like you and I are both introverts. There are mm-hmm. times where I will just text you and say, I am just sitting by myself mm-hmm. and don't bug me. I don't want to be with people. I, it's exhausting for me to be with people all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, it's, a, it's a political season right now. I'm I'm out and about I'm I did five hours of of door knocking today and I am done I Mm -hmm. am done I'm doing this podcast with you and then I'm going to take a hot bath and then don't talk to me
0: right right right.
1: (laughs) so if I have to add a partner to that what is that partner getting so I just think all right the last question in the bowl here Ooh, this is a gorgeous little bowl Kyle yeah what are your thoughts on sexting
0: oh boy I am pro sexting. I think it's a good thing to do. I think it's a it's totally healthy. Now, <clears throat> this depends on what we're talking about. If it's messages, like explicit messages going back and forth and being very clear because I think that can be a turn on for a lot of people, like this is what I want to do when I get home and this is how I want to be received or something, like that would be to- that would yeah, be beneficial to both parties. I am anti though, and I've broken this rule. I am anti <laughs> I'm anti, but I do it. Yeah, sending pictures back and forth on regular text messaging channels. If we're talking Snapchat or something where the pictures get deleted after a certain amount of time, then go nuts, I suppose. But
1: um, (laughs) no pun intended.
0: I I enjoy the messages. I don't think sending pictures back and forth is great because we've seen far too often how that can come back and bite people.
1: I still love that there are men and women out there who will send a nude with their face in it. (laughs) Like, did you not get the memo? Like,
0: come on. Did you not we get know. the
1: memo? That's a weapon. When was the last time you sent a sexy a message?
0: Hmm. Honestly, not very recent. But ugh. I'm going to say a year, a year ago. Five years ago, Jen. No, I was...
1: <laughs> <laughs> about five years about
0: ago. About a year. Because sometimes I was getting into this self-destructive habit of doing that on, on Tinder. And that was like, through COVID... <laughs> what what relationships were like because no one could meet each other
1: right Mm -hmm. yeah we just drove each other crazy okay so what i love about this is that if you've been following the nexus of this podcast if you've been following the narrative of this podcast Mm -hmm. you know that kyle and i have the same affliction where we talk tough and then can't deliver on the on the sexy talk that we put out into the into the ecosystem so i find this like we are completely unqualified to (laughs) answer this question. Because we're like, here's all the things I'm going to do to you, and then you get in the room and you're like, I don't want
0: to do that. <laughs> <Are you crazy? laughs> that's that's I'm silly. A you're a silly man. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. So it's the veneer of, of sexting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if it makes you feel good, do it. But be respectful and be smart. Pictures and sentiments live forever. Anyone on Twitter knows that. That completes the fishbowl.
0: That's fishbowl. Um... Which means that we're going into our next segment here, Unqualified Advice. I mean, we may have just proven that we were unqualified, but this is where we go and try and find an article or another advice columnist out there who has given advice and we want to break it down a little bit more. This one comes from the website bustle.com. Bustle.com and it was less of a question as more of an article, but this is what was communicated in the article itself. The uh, where Rob Alex, the co-creator of Sexy Challenges and Mission Date Night, uh, said that three times is plenty as far as texting. I should have said that better. Three times uh, a day is plenty uh, to text back and forth with your partner. And psychologist Nikki Martinez agrees, saying that three to five texts is perfect. So, Jen, do you agree or disagree?
1: Oh, I'm blowing that. I'm I'm blowing that I I'm less or more that way more okay way more way more but not steady right like I Mm. can I can text like you know a hundred times back and forth with someone and then three days will go by and then we will pick it up again because I just don't fundamentally care but not not about the person I just don't fundamentally have expectations around people getting back to me and I don't want people to have expectations around texting with me but I I think that five texts a day is pretty limited, especially in a new relationship, which is where my mind is at right now. Like, don't you find in a new relationship, you're just like constantly checking in? Yeah, bing, bing, bing. Yeah, I agree with that.
0: New relationship, I, I, I would agree, is that it's going to be much more than that three times a day. That being said, I don't know, like... Again, I keep using this word over and over again. I, I do think it depends on context a little bit. I think that if it's the idea of like, hey, I'm checking in on my partner in the morning when I'm waking up and maybe send something at my lunch break. And, and, and then again, as I'm coming home or something like that, that would be that three texts throughout the day.
1: What are you saying? Three, five texts a day or three meals
0: and two snacks? In two snacks, right? You have your 15 minute breaks, but that's also like a single text each time. There would probably be a little bit of a back and forth. This is the thing. I just hate rules that are like this strict in any regards. like you either you have to do three to five times a day. That's like the golden standard or something like that. And I think like you said, things are fluid sometimes. Maybe that in the beginning of the relationship, you're sending a lot of text messages. Maybe when you're a year and a half in, you're sending Little updates today and when you're traveling you send a, a few more just so that you're touching base with the person and they know what's going on but i don't know we've
1: got a poll up on twitter um to asking how many times a day do you text your partner mm-hmm. or a new partner or someone that you're kind of getting to know how many times a day do you
0: we're just hanging and out. i'm willing
1: to say that nobody is gonna say three to five that does not sound like enough that sounds like madness that sounds like quantifiable bullshit to me <laughs> I think if you're getting to know someone, especially because, as we talked in the beginning of this podcast, we're not talking on the phone.
0: Right. No, I can't get yeah, to right. know
1: someone in five texts a day.
0: I don't know. I can send some pretty high-quality emojis, I think, to let people know what's going on.
1: <laughs> like horse, eggplant.
0: That's right. Um, <laughs> weird floating man in top hat. I don't know what that emoji's for. but
1: <laughs> Then just the top hat.
0: <laughs> um, I think you're right, though. The more that I'm talking this out loud... Three to five sounds so uh, doesn't feel like very much at all in a relationship context. Like this, this, something's odd about this. Something's off about this, and I can't put my finger on it for some reason.
1: I just think that it sounds. This makes me sound like I'm not doing it right, and maybe at we sometimes I'm text more than three
0: to five times a day, and we're not <laughs> even just in a relationship. Say the Same thing.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing. We're not even friends. Yeah. I just think it's so it's so wild. I just think that that's not. Right. But it makes me, it does have the allure of making me feel like I'm stalking a person, right? Sure. That I'm being too clingy. And this is how we go down the path, right? Mm-hmm. One professional person gives bad advice and we all go, oh, uh. Yeah.
0: I'm, have you done your your, suck. your three to five quota? Or like, if you're going over that, it's way too much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: This is crazy. This is crazy. That's totally unqualified advice. That is a definition of unqualified advice. This pisses me off, Kyle.
0: Well, does that sound right to you? And I'm saying that to the to the listener now. Um, we would definitely love to hear your feedback. You can definitely go to our website, somebody date Jen and Kyle. That's Jen with two N's. Uh, you can leave questions for the fishbowl. You can answer the question of the week. Technically, you can put anything into those boxes. So if you have any burning questions or feedback, that is the place to go. And of course, you can hit us up on social media. We are at SomebodyDate on Twitter and at SomebodyDateJK on Facebook.
1: Yeah, Kyle is right. You can put anything in those submission boxes. This week, we got an excellent recipe for carrot cake. Thanks for sending that
0: along, Joan. Yeah, you have to share that with me, by the way. And and by the way, the perfect recipe I find is when you spend the first five paragraphs talking about your day and like how you bought the carrots and all the other recipes for the That's carrot cake.
1: How your grandma used to teach you how to peel carrots.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, something we've also been bringing up here at the end of these episodes here, too, is uh, if you really want to help this show grow and hear more advice and grow the show, you can do is go to whatever place you're listening to this on, whatever app you're using, whatever website you're on and rate and review it. It takes like maybe 10 seconds to do so. I mean, of course we want the five stars, but you can put whatever star amount you want onto that and give us a nice little review. No,
1: you can only give (laughs) us five five stars. stars.
0: See, what the thing is though, Jen, you want the 4.9 because then you're approachable as a podcast, so.
1: Oh my God. (laughs) You're the worst. All right. You're the worst. This has been Somebody Date, Jen and Kyle. We are Jen Sanford, Kyle Marshall. This is us joining you on a Friday night. Stay safe out there and we'll see you next week.
0: Bye.